Hello. Right now, though, it's time to chat football. And last weekend, Danny Jordan was elected as the new South African Football Association president at the organization's elective conference at the Haldefontein Estate in Midrand. And uh, he beat out Mandla Shoes Mazibuko for the top spot and uh, is replacing outgoing president Kirsten Nimitandani. And it's uh, a pleasure to welcome onto SAFM Sports Special today, Danny Jordan. Danny, thank you for taking the time to chat to us on a Sunday. Uh, thank you very much and good afternoon. It's a wonderful afternoon. Danny, congratulations, first of all, on your, your appointment as president of, of SAFA. Uh, first sort of week after the elections, what, what's, what's your, your sort of take on, on, on the, the task at hand and the enormity of the task of getting South African football back to where it should be? Well, it's a tremendous challenge. I think uh, in the last week we uh, had to look at the the depth of the issue that needs to be addressed uh, is quite a huge challenge, but I think the new executive is ready to, to take the challenge. Danny, speaking of those challenges, what, what would you say right now, what, you, what you've seen? I mean, you've been around South African football for a long, long time. What would you say are the big challenges you, you're facing in your tenure? Uh, I think uh, th this challenge is different, for example, to in comparison with the World Cup. In the World Cup, uh, you had a head office, and that head office uh, could deal with problems and address it. In this case, uh, Safa has 52 regions and 341 local football associations. And if we want to transform uh, South African football and, and, and focus on development, then you actually have to make sure that the capacity, the organizational skill, uh, and the drive is there in each one of the 341 local football associations uh, so that they can deliver on junior competitions, uh, on, on training of coaches and referees. And if the base is, is strong and solid, and then I think we can move to the inter-region and then into provincial a structure which at this stage does not exist in South African football, we have to put that in place. So it's a, it's a, it's a long road to travel, uh, but I think the New York executive is quite energized to, to tackle that uh, uh, and work to resolve the problem. Danny, before we, we get into, into the development, because that is a, a major problem here in South African football, but let's talk about all those regions. It is, it is a huge task keeping sort of everybody on the same page and working towards the, the same objective and same goal. Sport, and it, it's not just a problem that's, that's related to football, it's, it's sport across the board in South Africa. Often uh, it's a very political game that you have to play and, and infighting tends to occur in different factions. What sort of strategies have you got to, to get all those sort of different regions on side working with you so that we're all working towards the same one big goal? Well, I think all have uh, a responsibility, as I said, uh, on many occasions. One, it was a SAFA AGM. It was not an AGM for one or other group. Uh, it was an election for SAFA leadership uh, and not a leadership for one or other group. Uh, and so the mandate to the SAFA leadership, uh, newly elected, is to deal with everyone uh, on an equal basis, driven by a common vision to transform South African football, and I think uh, that is what will happen. Already uh, on Monday, on Tuesday night, we had a meeting with all of the 11 regions uh, in KZN and said we want to establish the center of excellence in KZN. It's the must-have uh, if KZN is going to reopen that pipeline 
for talent into our national teams, and all of them unanimously endorsed the proposal, agreed, and they all participated. So I think the election is over. The, the challenge now is to strengthen all of our national teams. I mean, you talk about that development centre. It's the Hoy Park Sports Centre. It's, it's been approved. 70 million rands going to be spent on it. State-of-the-art high-performance centre. Uh, is that the key to, to getting, or, or firstly, identifying talent and getting them into a, a setup like that, that you can actually work and nurture that talent? Yes. Uh, I think the, the, the problem with South African football and maybe other sport as well, is that, uh, one, uh, in the schools where we have the majority of our players, uh, those schools do not have resources. Now, what you need to produce an international uh, competitive team or athletes these days is to have uh, the kind of early investment in not only them running around the field, but uh, highly qualified coaches, medical scientific uh, support, uh, have a proper diet, looking at the physical growth of the player. Uh, and unless you have those things, we are not going to be able to produce players that can compete with the best in the world. And those, unfortunately, given the environment of football, uh, such specialized training and preparation can only happen in a center of excellence. So we want to establish nine in one in each province, and there we need to work closely with the government to assist in establishing uh, these centers of excellence. Uh, the second challenge that we have in our country is that if you go to clubs like Manchester United, Barcelona, you see that Messi has started from the junior teams in Barcelona and then went into the senior team and into the Argentina national team. Uh, our clubs in South Africa, other than Chiefs and Pirates and Sundown, because they have the resources to do so, they don't have uh, academies or centers of excellence. So we must work with those clubs uh, and, and, and see if we cannot, in our provincial academies, have those clubs in the province also have access to the best and specialized training for the team and, and, and have those youngsters graduate into those teams. Danny, if I could ask you just to, to stay on the line for one second. We just want to head uh, to the Telcom Knockout Clash quick with Bloom Celtic and Sundowns just to get a quick update from Mo Ali. Mo, last time we chatted 4 nil, still the same? Still the same. Uh, eight and a half minutes uh, to go here at the Casasebotero Stadium. Mamadori Sundowns well and truly in control. They really are coasting now and uh, allowing Lumpard and Celtic uh, to come at them. And uh, Mamadori Sundowns heading for the uh, second round uh, draw alongside uh, the likes of Kaiser Chiefs and uh, possibly Platinum Stars because when last we heard Platinum Stars were leading uh, Maritzburg United by uh, two goals to nil at the Moreland Stadium. Uh, just outside uh, Rustenburg. But uh, to their credit, the Bloomfield and Celtic fans have uh, remained, and in fact, as I look across, uh, they've joined the uh, Sundowns fans on the far side, and what a nice sight it is to see the uh, Celtic fans among the Bloomfield and Celtic fans and up and singing as if their team are leading by four goals to nil. So, 
eight minutes to go here at the Kaiser Sepulchre Stadium in the Pochabello. It's Plumfontein uh, Celtic nil. Mamelodi Sundowns four. Thank you very much, Mo. We'll head back to Bocciabello for the conclusion of that game. We're chatting to the brand new Safa president, Danny Jordan, here on SAFM Sports Special. This is a Sunday afternoon, 20 to 5 o'clock. Thanks for holding, Danny. Uh, we were chatting uh, about some of the, the big teams in Europe, and you were talking about the youth programs where they identify talent really young, and they work them up through the youth ranks, and eventually those players then make it on to, uh, to, to, to first team level, and, and, and many of them go on to, to represent their country. You're saying that's lacking here in South Africa. I mean, if you look at the amount of games that are being played in, in European countries, and I don't want to compare European football to South African football because they are two different brands of football, but a, a key indicator of the strength of European football as opposed to ours is just there's so few games being played in South Africa on, on a weekly basis at junior level. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we pointed that out, uh, uh, and we need to strengthen that. We have 32 regions, we have 304. Uh, 341 LFAs, and uh, we asked the question, if we want to come close to Germany at 80,000 junior matches every weekend, then our 52 regions, each one must produce 1,000 junior matches every weekend. Now, the question is, can they produce it? Uh, I think uh, unless there is an intervention, unless there is support uh, and uh, training, we will not be able to reach it. So we have to have a plan over the next five years to say to all of our LFAs, to say to all of our regions, if we want to one day beat Germany, then we must produce at least 52 matches uh, over the weekend. So how many, how many junior teams do you have now in your LFA, in your region, and how can we have a plan over the next five years to at least produce uh, 300, 400, or 500 matches, knowing that to produce a thousand matches now may be uh, too much of a mountain to climb. But you have to put out clear targets so that it will direct the football discussion and football activity in the LFA and in uh, the region. And maybe you have less of a time to to have political debates rather than have football governance and football development and football competition debates uh, at the level. Danny, I mean, that, that sounds wonderful and, and it sounds like a great plan, but, but coaching is also also an issue there. Just aren't enough coaches to, to, to handle that many games or, or that many teams? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, as uh, uh, you can get the pupils into the schools or the learners into the school, you must also have the teachers. And we can have all of those competitions, but we must have the coaches. Not only must we have coaches, we must have qualified coaches. And again, if you compare with Europe, Spain would have 12,000 uh, coaches with an A license. We could hardly reach 300 coaches with an A license. Uh, so uh, if we want to beat Spain, uh, then our teachers must be equal to the teachers of Spain uh, in football, and therefore we have to encourage more of our former players to take seriously the coaching uh, co- question of coaching and make sure that they have the highest level uh, of coaching qualifications uh, equal to the best in the world. And then uh, that knowledge and that expertise will help us to build 
the quality junior teams and ultimately have quality senior teams. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's a slow process, I'm sure. I mean, and people need to understand that it's, there's obviously a lot of issues that, that we need to deal with in South African football and get these, these processes and, and systems in place so that we can feed the national team eventually with, with really good quality players. And speaking of coaches, the, the big one that need, or the big question that needs to be asked is obviously uh, the coach in charge of the national team right now, Gordon Iggerson. Uh, he was sort of tasked with getting Bafana Bafana to, to the World Cup. Uh, I don't want to say he failed at that. Although we're not going to the World Cup, I think his performance as coach has been, been great. What now for Gordon Iggerson? Is, is he going to continue as coach of, of the national side? Well, it is a matter. Uh, Gordon Iggerson was appointed by the national executive of SAFA, and he will have to come and give a full report. But not only Gordon, as you've indicated. All of the national team coaches must come and, and give uh, their reports, and then uh, the the national executive will discuss the matter, and maybe they'll refer to a specialized committee, the technical committee, uh, to make their own assessment because uh, the other coaches and the technical directors must make their input also and make a recommendation then uh, to the national executive. But uh, it's not a decision that I can announce on the radio. Or, uh, it is a process that we have to undertake. When, when, when will that process be, be wrapped up, Danny? Well, uh, we're having a National Executive Committee meeting on, on Saturday. Unfortunately, as you may know, Gordon is uh, going to be out of the country. Uh, we are playing Morocco in Morocco, uh, Bafana Bafana. Uh, and I'm sure when he comes back at the next meeting, we'll get a full report. But in the interim... Uh, we will convene a technical committee to engage him and other coaches so that they can submit their report at the next uh, National Executive Committee meeting. Brilliant. So Danny Zudan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting. I want to wish you all the best uh, in your role as president of SAFA. It's uh, not an easy job, I'm sure, uh, with so many stakeholders and, 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 and such a passion for, for football in a country like South Africa. All the best, and, and thank you for chatting to us here today on SAFM Sports Special. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and uh, all the best to you as well. Thank you. Danny Jordan here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Going to be chatting tug of war in just a short while. But uh, Clay and Bocciabella about to wrap up. We're heading towards the final whistle. Uh, let's catch up with Mo Ali now for the conclusion of that match. Just over a minute to go here at the Kaiser Sebrotelo Stadium and the champions, the defending Telkom Knockout champions, Bloemfontein Celtic are on their way out of the competition and that's in the first round. They've really been comprehensively outplayed. They've been thrashed by a superior Mamelodi Sundowns side, a side that's in form and uh, will be extending their unbeaten run that uh, stretches to uh, last season to uh, 10 games now. And uh, really, they've looked apart. Have uh, Mamelodi Sundowns and the other teams had better sit up and take notice because this is the Mamelodi Sundown side that have scored in all seven of their previous games and uh, continue that scoring this afternoon with a comprehensive victory. The uh, opening goal coming as early as the fourth minute through Dove Warme, and uh, three minutes later it was Limbikani Nzava who headed the ball into his own net from a Warme free kick to make it uh, 2 0. On the half one mark, it was the excellent uh, Kama Biliat, the Zimbabwean international, who uh, made it uh, 3 0, uh, finishing off a move that he started. A brilliant cross by uh, Bryce Moon, and uh, there was Biliat to finish off at uh, the far post. And he got his second of the afternoon to crown a great game for himself. It's a lovely curling shot from uh, just outside the penalty area to make it 4-0. And since then, it's uh, been cruise control for Mamelodi Sundowns. 
that will have uh, four minutes of uh, stoppage time to be added as shown by the fourth official Abel Mancuta yeah. In front of us here, the, the Celtic fans uh, dancing their way around uh, the stadium in the green and white hoops. And maybe Celtic should think about uh, perhaps going back to their green and white hoops because they're playing in an all-white outfit this afternoon. But uh, the all-white has not been able to keep the clean sheet. And in fact, they haven't been able to do so. In fact, they've just done one, one clean sheet thus far this season in uh, eight league and cup games. And that was against the defending league champions, uh, Kaiser Chiefs. And they held uh, to a goalless draw. But uh, serious concerns about uh, the defence of uh, Bloomfield and Celtic. They've now conceded 17 goals in eight league and cup games. Uh, Mamelodi Sundowns himself have scored 13 times in uh, six league and cup games. As uh, you can hear maybe in front of us here, the Celtic fans now doing their stop around the ground and uh, continuing to sing, not uh, watching much of the football I must say, as it's uh, come up Iliad now for Mamelodi Sundowns, we'll find uh, Bongani Zungu, now going back to his captain Alias Kitt, Tompo Kekana playing just in front of the backboard, just keeping possession, and uh, as they play the ball around the ground, you can see the surface uh, not uh, very smooth as the ball bubbles and goes towards the Sundown players, but they move down that uh, right-hand side now on the overlap is uh, Bright Moon, we'll find Katneko Mosheko who's come on as a substitute, one of the uh, three substitutes together with Brasilia uh, Katneko with a shot, and uh, well saved by the goalkeeper Patrick uh, Tinian, going smartly down to his right, so uh, Anthony Lafour making way for Nzimu Shaba, Surprise Marita coming on now for Jovi Womek and uh, Kasper Malachila, the Zimbabwean international, making way for Katlefo Masekho. And uh, very interesting, uh, Brad, you spoke to uh, Danny Zidane about the development of South African players. I can tell you, all 